everybody. This is Light the Fight Podcast, your neighborhood <laughs> podcast that we discuss electronics, the newest innovations um, coming from tech centers across the world. Anyways, I'm David. This is Light the Fight. We're talking about emotions. We got to. We got to. We're talking about our feelings. Talking about our feelings. Sometimes <laughs> I wish we talked about things that weren't feeling related because I can tell you, after a long day of talking about feelings. This was not my number one thing that I want to talk about tonight, so I was kind of hoping we could push it in a different direction, but I don't know anything about electronics and technology, so it'd be a very short podcast. Well, maybe some people would be like, okay, good, because they want to click through really fast, you know? There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, good to have you with us again, as always. I'm David. I'm Heidi. And we are going to discuss lots of things uh, revolving around family, personal, interpersonal relationships. Um, but before we talk about this week's episode, um, we got a win to share, at least a one win that someone uh, emailed <laughs> us in. And uh, Heidi and I are going to talk a little bit about last week's episode, at least the responses or lack thereof <laughs> of last week's right. episode. So why, why don't you jump right in? Well, so that, if you're Heidi. listening to the episodes in order, which the OCD control freak in me would like you to start at the beginning <laughs> and then listen to all the episodes in order interspersing dms as needed um but and and somebody actually pointed out to me this week that it's annoying because in her podcast app they don't they don't fall in order really she kind of has to make sure anyway she was like so i was listening and it was out of order and it was confusing and anyway so the podcast just quick clarification we number the episodes um, starting with one, and now this is number 22. And then we started the DMs with number one. And I can't remember. We started those like at the fifth or sixth episode, I think. Yeah, there's not as many DMs as there we are We were already in episodes. episodes before we started DMs. Um, and so if you're looking at the episode numbers, it doesn't have a DM on the front of it. But I can see where there's been some confusion. Um, so anyway, that just... Maybe we'll and last week, clarify. we didn't even have time to do a DM, so no, we'll just yeah. skip that. <clears throat> so last week's podcast um, was the P word, the, the, and we talked about the M word. One of the P words. And then we also <laughs> um, and it's been an interesting week for me as I've interfaced with listeners, because I kind of have this circle of listeners that... Give me feedback, personal feedback, talk about it, ask me additional questions, and and we have a chance to discuss, which I think would actually be so cool to just like sit in a room with a bunch of people and discuss what we talked about, discuss what we discussed. Um, but anyway, I have had several people say, I'm trying to gear up to listen to that episode. I don't know if I can handle it. Maybe that cuts a little too close to home. Um multiple people at church, in the grocery store, even in the parking lot at Target, tell me they've had that situation um, walking in on someone in their family involved in a pornographic situation. and Or opening up a phone or a laptop and going, whoa, right. and that's not what I was last visiting. So, so anyway, you know, it's kind of... Um, Obviously, we also noticed that we didn't get a lot of comments in the open on our feeds um, regarding to this. Uh, totally not surprised. Um, 
but then usually that means that we just hear more from you kind of on the on the back end. And so I really actually wanted to kind of kick off this episode today with an email that we got. Um, and obviously I'm not going to share who it's from, um, but this person um, says, I just want to thank you. I listened to your latest podcast about pornography. I just found a bunch on my son's iPod. He's 10, two days ago. He's been despondent for a month or two, but we thought it stemmed from a different situation that occurred roughly around the same time. I felt like if I felt like if I hadn't been listening to your let's see, sorry. I felt like if I hadn't been listening all along to your podcast and DMs, I might have overreacted and made an already bad situation worse. We had a good talk. I didn't get mad at him. I'm trying so hard as a parent to be a good first responder. I have seen firsthand the value of it and I want to thank you. Within 24 hours of his secret being out, I started to see my boy come back. The joy and silliness and the ham that he usually is was back. It had been so long. I don't think it would have been that way and that fast without your sharing your knowledge. Anyway, thank you. Keep up the good work. Help us parents fight the good fight. It's changed my life and in turn is helping me shape the future of my family. Um, it, I mean, I got all the chills and all the good feels. It made me sitting here talking about the M word with you guys totally worth it. <laughs> <sighs> By the way, so why don't you go tell everybody what the M word is? No, I, I think that they know. Well, everybody I, knows. I have no idea what you're referring to. <laughs> M, like mom. Yep. Meatloaf. We, yep. All those words, all those M words. Monday. <laughs> what are you referring to? <laughs> It you starts should. with an M and ends with an asturbation. Asturbation, yep. That's the word. <laughs> Rhymes with, no, anyway. Yeah. Um, so here's what was so awesome about that message and that win. And we, and we talk about this a lot, but it's hard to learn about being a first responder in the beginning. It's hard to learn about statements and questions and starting to think in that different way. And you feel like a failure. Well, there's a lot of resistance because it's hard work. Your parents didn't do all that hard work for you and you're a kid. So there's something inside of us that wants to like, well, it's not fair. And and like your responses are way slower because yeah. you're like, how do I turn that question into a statement? Fourth grade English, you yeah. know? And And it's really not fair. But if you look about it, what part of parenting is fair? Yeah, true. When it comes to you and your true. kids, you're giving them everything, you're taking care of everything, and they're demanding everything. That's not a fair and equal relationship. And they leave their towels on the floor. And they leave their towels on the yeah, floor. Yeah, that's rude. So I'm, I'm, I'm reading this, and, and she says, you know, obviously a situation has come up, but because she's been putting in the work and she knew something was wrong, she didn't know what. And, and she was able to put those things into practice. How important was it? I mean, at any age, but as a 10-year-old? Like, yeah. And then, oh my gosh, what happens when our shame gets shut down, right? Yeah. We can go back to being ourselves. You know how good that felt for that little, that little kid to not have to hide it? Wow. You know, and, and obviously... The, the, the work is not over, right? The, now the door is, the, that door is open. 
And those memories are there. And, you know, as I wrote back to this mom, I shared, you know, just, I think, remembering to, and, and to quote you, keep starving the problem and feeding the solution, being that keep playing games, keep being connected. And when something happens, you deal with it again, you know, and I want to share this. I was looking through Instagram today and I follow, um, a feed that's called end the stigma. And it's a foundation here in Utah. Um, same people who do the Emily effect, which is, um, a postpartum foundation. Anyway, their Instagram feed had this picture and I'm just going to pull it up really quick, but it talked about healing and it said something like healing is, I want to, I want to end, sorry, end the stigma. It says healing is not linear. And it was this picture of like a line and then it, see, this is, see how it looks all craggedy and it goes up. It kind of looks like a heart rate actually yeah. on this picture. If you go check it out. Um, and that kind of, that kind of hit me right in the right place. Um, that this isn't going to be that, it's probably not going to be that mom's last encounter dealing or reinforcing or teaching her son about pornography. Yeah. That doesn't mean that because there's another one, she's failed. Because now that she's talked about it, now that she didn't overreact, she's, she's having wins. There might be setbacks, but it's still winning going forward. Yes. It's still winning, you know? Yeah. So thank you to whoever wrote that kind we needed all the, Heidi needed all of the reassurance. That and whoever you are, <laughs> we will respond digitally and thank you as well <laughs> with your actual name included in it. But I, I'm glad you brought that up. And yeah, last week's episode was one of those episodes where we're pushing the envelope a little bit, you know, making people feel uncomfortable and triggering people's shame is my specialty. And the only way I get people to, it, to get rid of the hurt, the pain, the Basically, whatever poisoned them throughout their life, missed opportunities, failed relationships, traumas, traumatic life events, those things have to be at the surface in order to remove them. And I was telling somebody, I was in the airport today, I was telling somebody about my, they were asking about my, the podcast came up. I don't know how it happened every <laughs> single time. Anyway, I'm telling, I'm telling this lady about what the podcast was like. And I was like, you know, shame, suicide, pornography. <laughs> She's like, oh, that sounds like a... A lot of fun. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my gosh, listen to yourself talk, Heidi. It, I, I got to come up with like a better spiel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, you know, if there's anything worse or triggering than suicide, you know, let's just pile on a helping of pornography. It's like shoga, like shame yoga, <laughs> where it's like it hurts, it's hard, it's difficult, but makes you feel better afterwards. You but know, I did, I, feel about yoga. I did find talking to her and sharing my story with a stranger. Um, I was able to really, I was able to talk about it and, um, 
and that comes with practice. And so yeah. I'm, I'm thankful for you guys all putting up with me talking about it. Well, now we get to talk about something else today. Right. And Moving on. So again, coming from our DMs, this is not a DM. This is a regular episode. But we have, you know, we're trying to get to as many topics and conversations because there's a plethora of different <laughs> conversations and topics. If you've ever seen The Three Amigos from back in the 90s, <laughs> you'll know where that reference came from. A plethora. Um, but one of the things that um, is has been pretty consistent is a lot of people, a lot of you people out there listening have had challenges with your kids at different ages with some sort of cyberbullying. Now, we just kind of wanted to talk about that topic a little bit and see where this goes because like all of our other episodes, we just freestyle. We're just talking and whatever comes up, comes up. Um, I think the more obvious type of bullying, um, not that this is easier to deal with, when someone is actually threatening you on social media, um, when someone's telling you you're gonna, they're going to hurt you, they're going to blackmail you, these types of things. And those, it seems a lot more of an easier approach to just call some sort of authorities, whether it be the principal um, or the, the police officer, principal, school, if you know the family. Those are usually dealing with people that you're aware of who these people are. Or if you're getting threats from people that you don't know who, know who they are, you would still go through the same process. I know the police department and certain departments have a lot of information given to them on a day-to-day -day basis about people who are being, uh, you know, threatening them online. And so they have certain policies and procedures, how they go about finding that and contacting the person, letting them know. I've, I've dealt with teenagers before where someone was threatening them. I told them to call the police. The police showed up at that kid's house because they tracked through their phone, through whatever, said better knock this off. Or they called the kid and warned them. And if that was enough, then they went and went on further. Um, and if it's serious enough, they wouldn't even call the kid. They just go directly to their house, you know, take care of things that way. But I think more that does happen. But I think there's something that happens a lot more frequently when you're talking about cyberbullying. And that's usually amongst friends. Amongst, what you might think just might be friendly banter. Yeah. If somebody thinks it's funny. Um, yeah. Or it might be so-called friends is probably a better way of saying right. it. People that um, they're looking for gossip, they're looking for things to talk trash to you about. Or a big popular one is through breakups of friendships or breakups of relationships, dating right. relationships. When people are dating and they go through breakups, let's face it, we all know some people don't handle breakups well. And in the old days, you had to really go out of your way to make the person look bad, like you had to talk to all the mutual friends. But those weren't things you could take a picture of and share and tease and make fun of in a funny meme sort of a way. Now with technology, there's a lot of creative ways to embarrass someone and make so, them feel bad and look bad. Can I, I want to stop you for just one quick second. I want to know if you have like a, a Dr. Dave um, definition of, of bullying or cyber bullying. Because when I think of it, I think of like that scary text that's like, I'm going to kill you or, you know, like some, like you were just saying something cryptic or maybe it's coming from someone you don't know you're, or, or I, I mean, I think that there's a lot of possibilities. And so my question to you is how would you define, so is that too broad of a question or? I mean, I, I can give you like just a basic overview definition, but the lines are pretty blurred because 
intent is one thing that's really hard right. to, to to measure. You know, someone say, "Well, I was just joking." Well, if we look at the actual marks that are on the digital screen that form letters, <laughs> those letters equal words that are pretty serious. And so, so is it is it obviously intent that may or may not be malicious, but maybe the recipient or to that person that's been directed is hurt, scared, threatened, yeah. aggressive, like, aggressive, threatening, posturing, um, ac uh, accusing, um, all these things done with ill intent or intent to harm, scare, and intimidate. Mm -hmm. That's just a basic- Manipulate maybe even. In yeah, that, that's a basic, because when you use cyber bullying, now there's also cyber manipulating. There's people that use um, the internet to try to get other people to do things, to send pictures, um, to invest money. So there's a lot of cyber manipulation and Cyber sexual manipulation is kind of like just how I refer to it is where you have uh, the typical one would be a young boy trying to solicit naked pictures from a girl. Um, so, but on the topic of cyber bullying, it's more of a specific threatening, intimidating, um, trying to embarrass, demean, um, uh, make look bad, and with the intention to hurt the person physically, mentally, emotionally, or to hurt their reputation. Because mm -hmm. a lot of things with bullying is trying to knock down someone's reputation. For girls, it's a big thing, you know, to call them a slut. For boys, the new the new version, girls finally figured out a term that was a demeaning enough to boys to equal slut, which is F-boy. And the F stands for the F word. So I don't have to say it. We can keep our, we're a clean status, you know. Jeez. We'll have our producer bleep it out at least <laughs> if I do slip and curse. Um, so so these, these are things that from what I see happen far more frequently and the lines are a lot more blurred. It's, it's easier for people to debate or argue, well, they said this. Oh, this one I get a lot. A lot of teenagers tell me I'm being bullied by this teenager on social media. And in these scenarios, now this is not all scenarios, but in the scenarios I'm thinking of, they'll usually say a kid's name who I'm like, well, I thought that was your friend. And they go, we were friends. And I say, okay, well, pull up your, if, if it's okay, pull up your, your DMs, pull up your social media feed, pull up your texts, your group chat, whatever's going on, and let me see the exchange of, of words back and forth. Now, I'm not saying this happens all the time, but this is to help clear, this is to help to kind of give like a, a bird's eye view of how complex this can be for teenagers. The teenagers will open up, show me the exchange, but they'll start off at the part of the exchange where the person is saying something mean to them. And I'll scroll back a little bit. I'm like, and I look at it and I'm like, wait, you started this. So you attacked them. You said something mean about them. And then they something, said something mean to you. But what they said, you deemed as being a little bit worse. So it was like they went to a place that you were going to, but nobody established a rule of what, how high the level has to be raised before it's considering bullying. So they said something. They said, well, I wasn't bullying them. I was just being honest. Well, apparently they didn't like it too much and they lashed back. And what they lashed back, now you're going, oh my gosh, they hurt my feelings. How could they say that horrible thing? I'm looking at a lot of these teenagers, and again, I'm not talking about the kids who are legitimately just being bullied and did not have any part to do with that. I'm talking about mutual friend groups, breakups, where it's a back and forth, tit for tat, boom, boom, boom. And people are only keeping track of the things that people lash out at them. It's really hard for people to say, you know what? I was part of this. Let me back out of this. Let me stop this. So what I do is I help these young people 
maybe make a different choice. Sometimes they don't want to make this choice. They said, no, I was valid in what I said and they're mean what I said. I go, well, okay, well then good luck with that because this ain't going nowhere. But the majority of times most teens will realize, you know, now that I put myself in their shoes, I could have and should have said it a totally different way and the conversation wouldn't have gotten so heated where it turned into this. In those scenarios, when I look at teenagers going back and forth, it usually starts out somewhere that's not extreme bullying and then it builds pretty quickly. So right. like like the old uh, Will Ferrell movie uh, of uh, um, Anchorman's like, wow, that escalated quickly. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what happens with teenagers. Like, oh, one shot. They go, it does. Shots. It goes really fast. That's saying, shots fired, shots fired. That means, okay, everybody pull out your weapons and start attacking each other. And when you get other teenagers involved and they start weighing in, woo, it gets really messy. Yeah. And by the way, there's not teenagers alone. This is young adults and adults as well. And like <laughs> do, and like IHOP and Burger King. Like, did you? Yeah, <laughs> there was yeah. like all that. Anyway, yeah. so, obviously, obviously cause some crazy stuff can happen. Okay, so the whole reason why I'm bringing this up is... Because I'm talking to a friend of mine who told me about a situation that totally brings back like some mama bear PTSD that I dealt with with Corey. And so she's starting to tell me about her son. And, you know, this was a while back, maybe a year ago. And he's in a relationship with a girl. They like each other. They're dating. They're exclusive. And... This boy decides, you know what, I, I don't want to be serious. And the mom is like, I don't want you to have a girlfriend, you know, blah, blah, blah. So he wants to just be friends, right? Because that's the perfect scenario. Let's just be friends. It's well, not you, it's me. Let's just be friends. <laughs> this girl isn't We've happy. tried all those, yeah. This girl isn't happy yeah. about the situation. Obviously, nobody wants to get broken up with. And she didn't feel the same. She didn't want to... You know, this was not one of those mutual situations. What started to happen was this girl, who I'm sure like isn't a bad person. She's hurt. She's mad. She starts taking some shots at somebody who used to be a really close friend to her. On social media, I'm assuming. Yes. Okay. And then, and it kind of goes like retweeting things that... Okay, so parents, I don't know if you know it. This this is the most like mind game thing on on Twitter, but it's called a subtweet. Now, normally if you're talking to somebody on Twitter, you put the at sign and the person you're talking to, so that person knows you're actually talking to them, and it tags them and tells them someone's talking to you on your Twitter. A subtweet is when there's something in between you and somebody else that you know follows you and is reading your tweets and you say it or you retweet it and it's just so, it's like so directed to that person. Sounds like, don't you hate it when people say they have your back and then stab you in your back? Right. And then every tweet you, oh, she's talking about you. And then everybody knows like who you're subtweeting, right? Anyway, that's, it's like a total thing. Actually, yeah. and, and actually, even in my house, when we talk, or the kids would be like, subtweet dad. You know, like, like it's, it's kind of like part of our conversation. I mean, we actually speak hashtags. It's really weird. It's, it's basically, it's just <laughs> sub-shaming. That's all. <laughs> sub-shaming, exactly. Anyway, so what basically happened is that this girl 
she's hurt, she's mad, she's gonna make this kid look bad. Even though probably he didn't do anything wrong. He just was ready to be done with that relationship. Um, things started to get pretty ugly. Mean things were said. Um, things were being said in DMs that were even meaner than what was happening out in the public. And it started to really affect this young man because it wasn't that he didn't like this girl. And, you know, it wasn't like that he hated her or that he wanted any ill will. He may have been getting some pressure from his parents not to have an exclusive girlfriend. Um, he, he didn't want to have an exclusive girlfriend. He was willing to make this change in his relationship status. It affected, like, this girl got all of her friends to gang up on this kid. He was getting shunned where he used to be the cool friend. He was no longer walking down aisles or halls in the school, was no longer driving or going to certain restaurants, stopped attending all school functions because he felt like he was being targeted maliciously um, by a group of people that he, he felt still, like he's he still, public enemy number one. Oh in yeah, the social group. He wasn't, yeah. and he, I mean, he didn't do anything. I, here I am on the side yeah, of right. According right. to what the mom said, <laughs> he no. wasn't doing anything malicious. But a breakup can escalate pretty quickly. Yeah, shots can get fired. Now I'm next sure. Thing you, know. you know, I'm sure he may have looked cross-eyed at another. You know, he may have looked at another girl, or maybe he made moves on another girl. You know, who knows? All the things. Or right? took a selfie with him and another girl that was the type of girl she would be jealous of. Yeah, yeah right. I get it. It goes right? on and on. And yeah. now here comes like. Yeah. Hashtag, it's so good to be with someone that appreciates your worth. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> right? So um, I thought to myself, you know, is this, like, the outcome is this kid is changing his behaviors. He feels bad about himself. He doesn't feel accepted. He doesn't want, he doesn't, he doesn't, doesn't feel accepted. I mean, I don't know how much it hurt his feelings. The mom probably way more worried than the kid, if I'm being Usually. honest, you know? <laughs> Usually. That's, that's what would be the case in, in my situation, I'm sure. Well, and this does directly relate to your situation. cyberbullying? And, and as a mom, how do you deal when your kid's on the, on the receiving end or on the giving end? Like, this is hard because you don't know what's going on in their, in their DMs, you know? Well... Under the, you know, the definition of it, yes, it can fall under the definition of a form of cyberbullying, but these are more like within your own social group, cyberbullying. So this does take shots at someone's credibility, at their reputation, and the intention, whether it be from the boy or the girl, the intention in these situations, if like if it's a boy doing it, if it's a girl doing it, the intention is to create uh, an isolating, shameful punishing effect by those statements, by those sub, by those subtweets, and by doing that type of behavior. The gray area is people say, like I said earlier, like, well, this person started it. Right. Well, I didn't start it. They started it. Well, if they start it, then I can take up a, take it up a notch. But I mean, before I get to like what to do and how to handle these situations, um, I wanted you to comment on about how you connect that with your son. Because that's not a lot of the discussion you've had about your son's passing is along these conversations. And now I know with complete reverence and complete respect, um, 
you know, to the girl that your son was dating at that time, you know, this is not a bashing session on her, but there's some stuff going on that this for you is a very personal thing. And so I'm glad we're talking about this. And for the messages that we got from you listeners out there, this is something that comes across people's, you know, desk quite often. Um, anyone that has a preteen or a teen that has a phone, there is a potential of these types of things happening and they can start out in much smaller ways, but they can get malicious very, very fast. Even in groups, I've seen friends that actually like each other. This can get out of control. Sides can be split. People have to side with one person, the other. And usually the less popular, the less dominant person in that group is going to get shunned. And the more dominant person is going to weigh on it a little bit heavier. So there's ways to handle and, and to take care of this. But I was kind of wondering like where you're going with it and like how it like, you know, brought you back to the situation with your son. Cause you told me before the podcast started, you were talking to his mom and you, didn't you say earlier before he started, you said, you notice that when you, you're around this young man, it's like, oh, your son seems really happy. She goes, yeah, last year was a really rough year. And that's how she told you all this. So you saw something was off with this kid. You just didn't know all that stuff was happening in the background. Well, and, and here's the thing. This isn't something that I have really talked a lot about. Um, and, and the honest truth is that when you start talking about an individual who's decided to take their life, it's not just one thing, right? It's not just two things. It'd be a lot it's, simpler to figure it, out if it was just right. one or two things. It's it's like a whole lot of things. It is, and and the way I've described it before is it's a perfect storm. Um, it's been interesting to me for me to learn some of the statistics more and more as we go in. And I'm not I'm not a big statistics buff, but they are very telling. Um, for suicide, very high on the statistics list is, well, and we've talked about head injuries, um, drug and alcohol. Breakups. And breakups. Those are your three highest. Um, what would unifying, happen if you all three? Right, right. And which is exactly kind of probably, <laughs> exactly kind of probably, um, and, and the reason why I'm very cautious about this topic is because I don't know everything. I'm sure that there, I, I don't even know if I want to know everything. There's things that maybe I could dig into, but I and don't know. And say what you're referring to, because you're being a little vague. Um, about this, okay, about the cyber situation that was going on. With um, with Corey and in between Corey and his girlfriend. Okay, good. Okay, sorry. Just want to make sure people sorry. knew what you're because I know what you're talking about. But so Corey um, had been dating a girl for several months, and we knew her really well. She'd been at the house a lot, you know, and a really sweet girl who Corey really cared deeply, deeply about, and was very just concerned about. Um, but like, I, I mean, none of my other kids have really had a boyfriend-girlfriend situation like this. So I was in new territory. And they would get in arguments. They'd have these bubbling up tiffs between them. And, and it was difficult because I was kind of worried about Corey. Um, I was worried about this girl. I was trying to be on their side, you know, I, um, I knew at that point not to, 
tell him to break up or, you know, I wasn't faulting her for the problems either. Um, I felt like they were a good support to each other. And anyway, um, so I don't really know a lot of what happened, but very close to Corey's death, um, the day before Corey and, and this young lady, um, had kind of gotten heated on, on Twitter, really. Um, Corey had seen some things on her account. Like he had the ability to log into her account and read her private messages. I think she was doing the same thing. Um, which incidentally, just, just don't do that. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, I don't know all the, all the details, but we had come to see David and we saw David the day that Corey passed away and the day before Corey passed away. The day before Corey passed away, Corey made the decision to delete his Twitter, recognizing that it was an extremely toxic environment and that he was going to take a break. He wasn't going to be off it forever. He didn't, I think even at that point, he hadn't completely deleted his account. He was removing it from his phone. Um, Just taking a time out. Yeah. And we all felt like I felt really good about that decision, taking a break from social media completely. Whatever happened by the next morning while I was at work, Corey had put a new account and he was back on Twitter. And this time he was posting pictures of himself with other girls and reaching out to other girls. And there was some subtweeting and some retweeting and all that kind of stuff. Um, there's not a lot that's visible. I don't exactly know what was being said behind the scenes. Um, but it in, appeared that they're a young couple that were in a bad place and taking shots at each other. And they were, and what we even knew from our actual conversations with Corey was that they were trying to hurt each other. They yeah. were, they're vengeful, they're mad, they're hurt. And so they're trying to they're hurt, yeah. hurt, hurt each other, but not physically. Just It was, uh, it was toxic. And you know, when that it comes from this place of you've hurt me, I love you and you've hurt me. And so I'm mad. And the only thing I know how to do is hurt you back. Hurt you back. And um, so it wasn't that you thought they didn't care about each other. Yeah. It wasn't no, like in that, fact, yeah. I think they cared about each other too much. Yeah. Or, you know, um, anyway, as we talk and as it's, we talk about the statistics about these volatile young relationships that mean everything to these kids, right? And here you have Corey who he was having these panic attacks. I don't, I don't know if there was my, my, in full disclosure, I believe that there was some substances that were... There was, I should, I should be careful because there's so much I don't know. He was not himself. He was not okay. Right. And with all of this stuff, adding these emotions and these mean comments, statements, subtweets in private, in public, um, it, it cuts to the core, whether you know it or not. And, and I think as adults, because we didn't have social media or we didn't have this 
form, this ability to talk to people that way. I mean, you say things to people, we all know, we say things to people online that we would never say to them in actual real life. Um, you know, that can be, it just can become very hurtful and ruin actual real relations. It's hard to, re, it's hard to understand how this fake digital relationship can be ruined in real life, but it does, it can. And it shatters people's self-esteem, their relationships, their self-image, and can make them feel not safe in that social, like the social health arena. They do not feel safe in their social um, Circles, circle. Circle, right. So I guess, I guess what I want maybe you to weigh in on, David, um, how... I know that as we build relationships with our kids, it's going to be easier for us to talk about things that we can tell when our kid's upset, right? Yes, I'm going to relate. I'm going to get on the same page. How as parents, and I just personally, as a mom of teenagers, as an adult, knowing that we live in a digital age, I don't think it's realistic to say, take away their phone. They shouldn't be having a phone and they're, you know, I don't know if that's the, that's the total solution. Um, what is your advice for helping these kids navigate these relationships? Well, first of all, it's, you know, thanks for sharing that stuff because I know anytime we talk about your son, and especially those were the last days and hours of his life. Those are things that have been circling around your head more of like what was really happening. Right. There's a lot of things you'll never know. There's a lot and, of things you see, can speculate. Honestly, but... I would never like call it cyberbullying between the two of them. Like when two people are going at each other, can yeah. we even call it bullying or is that? Well, it, what within intimate relationships, bullying is the technical term of what it does. But, you know, me, I coin everything based upon what I feel is, is more accurate, and I call it cyber hurting. Okay. And the reason why I call it cyber hurting is because when it's in your own social groups, when it's in your own family, and you're subtweeting and you're saying things to hurt someone that you're really close with because you feel that they hurt you, that's an intentional thing to hurt them. Now, bullying may be a different approach with someone who you're just not really close friends with. You're just trying to blatantly be mean. But I, I like to refer to a cyber hurting is because it comes from hurt and it comes out in anger. It comes right. out like, well, then fine, I'm going to attack you. But it's most – a lot of times bullies, when they're bullying someone, the person that they're bullying, they never got hurt by that person. Right. It's coming from a place of hurt It's coming too, from right? a place of hurt, hence cyber hurting. So I like that. That, that totally helps – me that's exactly what i w wanted to talk about that yeah okay sorry so you we, may proceed <laughs> well i got heidi's approval she signed off that she's like i approve we will coin that terminology i'll make a, a post about it <laughs> um so when we're talking about now it's about this form of cyber bullying cyber hurting when we're talking about that or when you're talking about that with your son basically what you just said and this is not to you know to tarnish his reputation or, you know, or his path passing, but whatever was going on that time, he was taking shots at her in certain ways. She was taking maybe shots at him. At least that's what it appeared at that time, but it was never a question that they didn't love and care about each other because she was the one that reached out to you. Oh, yeah. Right. And yeah. so th this is a young woman that we have complete utmost respect for. I've had conversations with her 
and yeah, this is not anything against her because this is a mutual thing. Corey was not a saint in this situation by any right. chance. But the reason why we feel I think we're getting towards this topic is, like I said, this is so common, but isn't this common in our day-to-day life too? Is social media not so an why, extension and an yeah. intensified version of what we do in our own families at times? What we do with kids and parents. I mean, I, I hear it with parents. I hate going to the grocery store. I hate going to restaurants and sitting there and listening to a parent si- or verbally hurting, not intentionally bullying their kid. And you see the kid's face way down and the parents being a sarcastic, mm. smart ass. Right. And it's just gosh, you're really hurting your kid, but you're doing it underneath laughter. They can't take a joke. (laughs) But this transcends over into digital. Well, and you just said the word intensity. It's weird how something that is external is more intense. Yeah. You know, but, but it certainly is. Well, it has a little bit of combination of, uh, like intentional embarrassment. Um, you're trying to dethrone someone for if people see them as this great person, you want to take them off that pedestal. Okay. And that's a part of the hurting as well. But it also comes from place. So if you feel like you've been hurt and you were wrongfully hurt, then it's almost like you're given the green light to hurt them. So in all these situations, there's going to be different nuances of the very, like the different variables of every person I talk to. But when I'm talking to a young person or the parents, either one, sometimes it's both about this issue. Sometimes it's the kids. Sometimes it's just the parents. When someone that has been, if someone throws shade at you, as the youngsters call it, right? They try mm-hmm. to make you look bad. That's an older terminology, but some people still use it. I just learned about it. So there. You did? Well, you yeah. are older. So take, boom, boom. <laughs> hey, oh, shots fired. So she's going to verbally <laughs> hurt me now. No. So, some people, they make the mistake and you get engaged in the cyber hurting. So, for example, like, you know, like with Corey or with other people out there, maybe you feel like you're being bullied, but maybe you accidentally started it and didn't even realize you started it and they just took it to another level because that's what usually happens. Someone starts it and someone says, oh, I can turn, turn up the heat a little bit. Then it becomes, oh my gosh, I always use this example. If you're on the freeway, and this is just a little study of human behavior, if you're on the freeway and someone cuts you off and you swerve out of the way and you get your car back in balance, most people will turn and look at that person with a shock look in their face. And whether they say it or not, they have this like, what the hell were you doing expression? And every time this has happened to me, I've been miffed and blown away when I almost get run off the road, I turn and look at the person like, what the hell they're doing? And they respond with the bird and flip me off. <laughs> In my mind, I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait a second. I should be flipping you off. Like, we got this all mixed up. How did I become the, the villain for getting shocked and mad? It's because they are offended that you don't realize that they didn't mean to do it and that they're a good person. So how dare you look at them with such a scowl so you deserve the middle finger. The other day someone was stuck at a green light for like five seconds. And in my earlier days, I would have said something like, hey, if a guy ain't greener, you could smoke it. But I'm not sarcastic <laughs> like that in person anymore. I just think the things, right? And so, and you know, of course, vape smoke's coming out of the thing. So I'm like, come on, buddy. I'm like, speed it up, man. You know, quit making out with your girlfriend at the stoplight. Quit vaping. Let's go. 
So finally, I'm, you know, five seconds, I honk the horn. As soon as I get the honk, the middle finger comes out. My wife's sitting next to me, and I was like, oh, I'm going to pull up to this next little kid. She said, no, you don't. I'm like, I'm not, but I wanted to. The point is, why is he flipping me off? I'm helping him out. There's 30 other people about to honk at him behind me if he doesn't get going, right? I'm doing the kid a favor. Point oh, yeah, is, that was a big favor. The point is, we react. This is what our podcast have always been about. So when you're talking, when I'm talking to a young person, parent, or both, I'm telling them, if someone is saying these things to you, this isn't coming out of the blue. This isn't coming out of some crazy place where their whole entire life is just to make you feel bad. No, you hurt them and you don't have to understand what you did, how you did it. It helps if you can get some perspective of why they do that, but they're hurt. Maybe the hurt is coming from other people and you're the person they feel like they could let it out on, regardless of the fact of where it comes from, how it got there. They're, they are reacting to something that they feel you did to hurt them. So if you look at it that way, if you accidentally hurt someone or you hurt someone in a way that you didn't know that they were gonna take it that bad, find a way to diffuse the situation as quickly as possible. So I help teenagers respond in messages, DMs, and tweets. Like my one of my favorite, and I can't go through all the tools right now, but if you come to our workshop one of these times you'll, or our <laughs> webinars in the future, you'll be able to get all the secret info. But for time's sake, one of my favorite things, and it sounds like killing someone with kindness, but this is a very strategic way, very specific way to do it. This one young man said some things to a girl that I was counseling, and they were all related upon her morality. This young man was saying, she's a slut, she's this, she's that. And she said, he has no reason for me, he has no reason to say these things to me. I haven't done anything to him whatsoever, and I don't deserve this. We just dated for a few weeks. We weren't even that serious in the first place. I said, okay, well, let me see the the, the messages exchanged, the tweets or whatever it was. So she shows it to me. What she didn't show me, I had to scroll back a little bit further, (laughs) was that she started it. And how she started it was in this time where he, you bring up the subtweets, they break up and he kept on messaging her saying, hey, this kid obviously had abandonment. She said, what did I do? What's wrong? So he was like, tell me, tell me, tell me. She subtweets said, don't you hate it when you break up with someone and they can't take a hint? Ugh. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So she said, well, I didn't say it was him. So why would he attack me like that? He didn't even know I was talking about him. I could have been talking about someone else that happened to be dating at the exact same time. I'm like, oh, girl, 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 girl. I'm like, you need to back paddle this. We need to to fix this really quickly. Because he responded out, not in a subtweet. He said, at so-and-so is a slut. She hooked up with, he named all these guys that she did hook up with. She hooked up with them maybe in the past couple of years, but because they're dating and they're friends, they had a confession with each other. And she said, I've made out this many guys. I've slept with this many guys. And so he put that out there on social media. And she's like, how dare he do that? Holy cow. Okay. So he went, he went from, what did I do wrong? And because she did that, oh, he went from nice guy to villain really quickly. Well, and when somebody, I mean, these are real feelings. Like sometimes, sometimes like- you know, you look at you look at your teenager and you're like, you know what? You are going to date a hundred other people. Why are you getting so upset? But these feelings are real. We can't discount them. And they may not date a hundred other people. They may marry each other and be with the same person they were from high school. And that could be their life. 
I'm just you're, saying you're that, right. Like, you're right. Th- there's not always that guaranteed. So getting back to that specific story, after she looked at it and I said, just consider this. You have an opportunity to keep this going because it was heated debate for a night, the night before I talked to her, or we can shut this down right now. I said, your reputation, you're already worried about it. The only way your reputation can get worse if you guys keep on battling. Here's what I want you to do. DM message him something that even if he did screenshot, it would be no problem. And he'd give him no reason to screenshot because it wasn't anything bad. So basically we created the DM. I helped her come with it, uh, come up with it. And she basically said this. Let's say his name is Nathan. She goes, Nathan, I owe you an apology. I did make that subtweet about you. I was irritated and bothered that you were asking me what you did, what was wrong. But the reality was, is you really didn't do anything that was wrong. I'm just not that interested in you. And instead of just telling you I'm not that interested in you, I kind of beat it around the bush. I got annoyed with you because you were bothering me. What's wrong? What I do? What I do? And because I kept on giving you fake BS answers, you kept on asking me, no, that's not right. So you knew I was lying. You were trying to call me out on it. And I got annoyed with you because you didn't buy my BS. I apologize. If you want to share this with the world, please do. I, I'm guilty as charged. But here's one thing. I like you. You're a good kid. I don't want to keep this going on. This is too much. And I'm sorry. And it was probably shorter than that, but it was very direct, very simple. It stopped immediately. Hmm. He didn't say anything right away. I think maybe a couple weeks later, she goes, I did get a message from him. And he said, I'm really bad. Like, I've never said anything like that before. I apologize. I really did like you. You're not a slut. And he posted some things. He posted a picture of her and him together and said, you know, I love it when you can have friends with someone. You can hash out some differences and we're all good now. He actually posted something publicly to say that they're all good. So even though he couldn't, he didn't go back and say, <laughs> she really didn't sleep with those guys. Because... She didn't do this stuff because she technically did. It was true what he said about her, but he did say, hey, it's cool when you have a friend, you fight, whatever. Hashtag like, sorry. Like, it was a kind of a comical thing, but he did squash it without me counseling him. I don't know this kid. And she did it in one single message. So we talk about on this podcast, shaming, modeling, Okay. Most people model how to shame other people. <laughs> right. We're trying to help you model how to stop the shaming and the criticism and all those things that come with it. Someone's got to model a different option or a different approach. She did that at 16, 17 years old and it shut it down. So when I tell parents to do this, they say, okay, well, how can I help my kid um, not getting these beasts with other people. I go, okay, like Heidi says, start at podcast number one, <laughs> because you have to realize that if you don't understand teenagers well, you're going to have bad responses when your teenager does open up and ask you for help. Every now and then as a parent, you get lucky, your teenager asks for your help. And if you blow that opportunity, they're not going to ask you for help again. You're going to get frustrated. And now you're going to try to be an FBI and seeing what else they go- got going on in their life because you feel like they're withholding something from you. So if you go back to early episodes and listen to them from one till now, you'll realize always err on the side of the relationship years in advance. If you're working to show your teen, and of course I always say teen, but it could be any one of your kids. If you're working to show them you're a trusted resource, you're not going to flip out. They can bring to you and say, hey, this boy, this girl is saying horrible things. They did these mean things to me, assuming it's not like threatening their life or whatever then you can, in a calm, collected state of mind, can take the step-by-step process. First, thank them for telling you. Well, we say that. Appreciate you. Trust me. This is a hard thing. Come and talk to your parent about this. It's probably not easy for you, so thank you. Second of all, 
tell me how bad this hurts you. Like what's going on? Like, tell me like how this is affecting you. Let them vent for a while without trying to fix it. Don't try to tell them what they have to do until you follow these steps first. Once they vent it, like vent it out and get it all out, then do my favorite thing, sit there and go, hmm, look like you're contemplating something, stare at the ceiling for a little bit, look down and go, wow, this is, this is tough. I mean, you know, I wasn't raised with this stuff, so I can't relate like I haven't been through it. But here's something I learned about people. When someone throws an insult at someone else, the if you have nothing else to do, if you can't know how to react in that, you don't want to get mad and throw insults back at them because then it makes it look like the insult that you might be true and you got offended by it and you took it personal because there's some truth to it. So the best, or the, this one mom came up with this, she goes, the worst thing that you could do could be really good and a lot better than getting into a fight. Next time a boy or anyone says something mean to you, this is a totally different scenario, this mother said, tell that young man, say, you know what? You're right, but let me tell you how kind, how considerate, and how thoughtful you are to take the time to say all these beautiful things about me on social media. I really appreciate your kindness and your friendship. It threw this boy off. He's like, what does not compute? He had no idea to respond to it. So I'm like, that was clever. So I took it from her. I've been giving this to people for years. If someone throws complete insults at you and you are sarcastic, like, oh, well, aren't you just, you know, the boyfriend of the year? Aren't you just some amazing guy? You act like your stuff doesn't stink and you're so high and mighty. That's condescending. That's not shutting it down. The best way to respond to it, if someone were to come at you and say, you know what, you're a slut. The best response in that, at least to stop it, if you don't know anything else to do, it, say, gosh, you know what? Thank you for taking months out of your life to work on a Jezebel and a slut like me, to date me, and to try to take me in to a better place to give me hope that I could turn my life around someday. <laughs> that was the kindest things anyone did. Oh yeah, and also thank you for posting and calling me a slut because that really helped me out a lot today. <laughs> These responses have, these kids have no ideas. Like they don't know how to come back to that. There's not anything that's like, wait a second. Is she being serious? Like it's, everybody looks at that and goes, whoa, you definitely insulted her. Now the topic is not, is she a slut? The topic is, wow, that was really harsh that he said that. And that was clever how she responded. So maybe she's not a slut because a slut would get defensive. And she obviously is not defensive. Interesting. Because it's not, it's certainly not. Kill them with kindness. It's not kill them with kindness. It's much more strategic and much more clever than that. Kill them with kindness. Like, well, you can say whatever you want to say about me, but I know I'm a good person. And I, you know, so I'm not posting anything about you. Wah, 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 wah. No <laughs> teenager that's pissed off and another teenager is going to take that. They're going to, oh, like they're going to make fun of that. But if you just simply say, that was, even though it was so hurtful and insulting, you said, I'm glad that you feel that we have a close enough relationship that you can insult me online and realize that that is something that's going to help me be a better person in my life. So thank you for bettering my life experience by calling me out like that. <laughs> it could be something as subtle as that. You don't have to get, you're not insulting or hurting them. You're saying thank you for something that they're doing that they know they shouldn't be doing. Right. And it's an oxymoron. Trust me, There's. it's so hard to continue uh, a hateful beef, angry debate. When someone has a response like that, it throws people off big time. Right, right. Well, okay. Yet again, and that's a one response that, that I was expecting. 
<laughs> but think about it. As your parent, you can give the same advice to your kid, but you have to go through those steps. Thank him for talking to you because if your kid talks to you, if you're like, oh, I've put tons of parents that say, oh, me and my kid got really good relationship. We talk about everything. Well, then why are you in counseling? Well, because I don't really know what's really going on in their life. Well, obviously you're not talking about everything. So if your kid opens up to you and says, hey, I'm having some issues, cyber or anything at all, you cannot go into parent mode. You have to sit there and go, you know what? Thank you for telling me this because in the past I probably would have freaked out, but thanks for trusting me that you can talk to me about this. Let him vent and then kind of hold out for a little while and say, you know what? You know, I get why that pissed you off. In fact, let's compose the text, the message you want to send and let's just kind of keep that just a vent, but let's maybe say something that could make them feel really stupid for saying something ridiculous like that without making them, without insulting them or hurting them. Could I add just maybe one thing in that little, like, here's your, your one, two, three step. And don't dismiss those feelings. Um, even though I think as, and I... Yeah, don't tell them not to have them or you shouldn't think that way. Here or, I am These kind kids of, don't won't matter when you're in college. Those right. are the responses all parents have. And they're totally useless responses because when you're a teenager, you weren't thinking about your college friends you never met. Right. <laughs> exactly. And, and I think... It is hard for us to re, to relate to what that feels like. And so it's a good thing to say, you know, it is completely hard for me to believe. I, I mean, I can't even fathom this in my life. No one talks you, to you me know, like that. Don't, I, I can't believe that you have to deal yeah, with this. Yeah, validate it for sure. So anyway, I just, I'm sorry I just if I didn't that say in. that, but I, I thought that was kind of implied, but you're absolutely right. And you I have think, to validate it. You know, just as we kind of wrap up, this is a technique that we've talked about several times um, so I don't know why I act surprised. <laughs> I should know this. I again, well, I told you I'm a, you I'm a slow learner. <laughs> um, but very often, when somebody comes at you with an insult, we've talked about this at a family party when somebody's kind of trying to overparent you, or when somebody's trying to kind of ask you questions that you're you don't have answers for, or whatever. This method that you're talking about, and and you even usually call it a Jedi mind trick. This is kind of a this is kind of a, a sassy Jedi mind trick. Um, it's a wise, it's, I'm better at trash talking than you Jedi mind trick. Right, right. Some people talk trash, but they're not good at it. So it's not necessarily, this is not like vulnerability hangover. Or, nope. I'm sorry, not, that didn't mean to say. Uh, assertive vulner, assert, Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. It's not assertive vulnerability so much as just shut down mode, really. So that's interesting. Well, because think about it. If this person is hurting, a normal response, especially if it's a, a loving, caring person, like, well, I don't want them to be mad at me. Well, you can want them to not be mad at you, and they can be extremely mean to you, so you can't befriend them. You have to be very careful not to try to befriend your enemy because that is a natural response to try to befriend someone because you want them to stop attacking you. Sometimes the best way is to be assertive, but you're right. This is not assertive vulnerability. This is just being assertive. Hmm. This is letting them know that you heard what they said. You don't dismiss with the person. The best thing that I do in my own personal life, I don't dismiss people's attacks on me. I actually validate their attacks and then I remind them how great it is that they're being so complimentary towards me in my worst times when I made a mistake. That's a better way of telling them, quit kicking me when I'm down, back off a little bit. And so it's reminding someone that there's another way and you don't have to insult me and you don't have to do it publicly. And you could do that publicly because teenagers usually say, well, I don't want to DM that. I want to put that on a normal post where everybody can see it. So that's fine. 
Because if you're approaching it this way, you're letting that person know you are throwing something at me and I'm not dropping it, I'm not picking up, I'm just not even acknowledging that it's a real insult, it's a real attack, because I realize what you're saying at me is coming from hurt, and as soon as you stop hurting, you're gonna stop saying it. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's good advice, and to those of you listening out there, it's it's a real thing, um, it and it happens, and it doesn't mean that the kids have to be bad people, um, but these kids would benefit from a little help in navigation on on this, particularly when you when it's kind of gotten out of hand. Um, having a little social media break is is not a bad. I mean, I, I would say not a bad thing either. Um, and maybe I know that for me, I wanted my daughter to kind of have a social media break. Um, Actually, both, you know, we kind of as a family were having a social media break, um, kind of came from a, from a challenge. And so we kind of all did it together, which, you know, gave us a chance to be like, okay, let's take a break. Let's reset and uh, let, you know, that kind of news cycle thing <laughs> pass as well. So, I mean, I... I appreciate, uh, I mean, obviously this is one of those topics that's kind of my uh, soft spots. Um, we should have called this podcast Free Counseling for Heidi. <laughs> well, everybody knows. And friends. Everybody, everybody knows that's what it Free is. Free Counseling for Heidi and Friends. <laughs> sponsored by Kleenex. <laughs> As always, you that guys. That should be our first sponsor. Oh, or at least one of them, Kleenex. <laughs> Well, I didn't even cry this whole time. Well, we're using all their products, so that'd be the easiest sponsor. That's true. Um, Anyway, you guys, as always, we appreciate you listening. We love your comments. We love to hear from you. Um, If you want to weigh in on this subject or ask a question, as always, you can message us through our website, which is lifethefight.com. You can DM us through Instagram, which... The handle is at like the fight. We'd love for you to come and follow us. Um, and we're we're always trying to get to as many questions and, and comments as we can. And uh, a little uh, apology. If you've messaged us and we did not get back to you, I sincerely apologize. I just went through some old emails, some stuff today, and there's a couple we missed. So um, you're dealing with people. Well, I can only speak for myself. Because I is educated. <laughs> I are smart. <laughs> So sometimes with my emails, they come into my feed, but I do not see them or click on them. Hence, they keep on moving down the feed. (laughs) So we're going to try to be better at that because like I said, I just noticed today I missed a few messages, but do not stop listening to our podcast or messaging us if we're a little slow to respond. And if we uh, haven't responded and you want a a response from us, please message us again. Like you're not bothering us. We love any sort of feedback. So we appreciate your time and listening to us and for following us. And let us know what you're thinking. We want to hear about it. As always, we super appreciate you mentioning us to to your friends and um, giving us ratings or reviews on online as well. That helps keep us relevant and helps others to find us. So we appreciate that. Um, All right. Well, until next time, until I have another, you know, need of a therapy session. Right? So is this tomorrow we're doing a podcast? <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you never know. Yes, thank you guys very much, and we'll talk to you soon.